chapter. Very, very basic message tonight. Very practical. And I don't know, I don't know if I can just say everything that's on my heart tonight, just in the time that we have. But uh, if we got to just go on into another service, we'll just do that. But James, the first chapter. Thank you for your prayers. Praise the Lord. I'm praying for you. I know you're fighting battles. Praise the Lord. I hope you can say the same about your pastor. Amen. Pray for me. Praise God. The devil does know my address as well. So thank you for your prayers. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for Lord for overcoming power, God, that is in this house. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you are doing. And Lord, for what you will do, God, uh, I pray, Lord, that every stronghold of the enemy be broken. And God, that you would bring God up in every heart and every every mind, God, victory, Lord, over darkness, God. We love you. We praise you, God. We ask you to help us tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. James 1, verse 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. That means be humble. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. God bless you. You can be seated. Lot in these few verses, isn't there? And that's really the way the whole book of James is. Just so much packed into these verses. And it seems as though in verse 19 that the emphasis is on the last phrase, being slow to wrath because it goes on and talks about the wrath of man. Now we understand, we've done some teaching already about how Sometimes uh, there is such a thing as righteous anger. There's some things you ought to be angry about. But you don't act like a fool when you're angry. Because that's the wrath of man. So if you could be angry with about something and be motivated and st- by righteousness and still keep your victory, it might just end up being a good thing. Amen. But I want to take a little bit of time to focus in on the toughest probably part of this, uh, these three things that it says, and that is to be swift to hear. It is so important, yet such a lost art, to know how to listen. I don't know that I can just say, and I'll take a little bit of time here tonight, that this isn't talking about listening to people around you. It's just good wisdom to be slow to speak. Very often I see in Christians that we fail to recognize. You've got a lot to offer. I understand that. But we fail to recognize that we've got a lot to learn. And you'll never learn without listening. 
there's a lot of good examples around you. And even sometimes maybe you might find wisdom in some, some maybe unlikely places that God might use somebody to talk to you. God might have the key to what you're facing. It might be through a child. It might be through a brother or a sister and just, just the way they give that word that's fitly spoken. Are you hearing me? Because I believe God works through his body. And sometimes he's got something for you, but you got to slow down and listen and pay attention to get it. Or you'll miss it. We've got so much to learn. And I appreciate my brothers and sisters. I was talking to uh, a brother the other day. Uh, got a chance to spend some time outside of church and talk to him. This young man about uh, how even... I feel like a lot of times ministry gets themselves in a very dangerous place because they feel like all oh, they got, they they got so much to give, but they don't stop and say, "Hey, I've got a lot to learn too." Right. So that's not just for you. Right. Amen. Amen. I think sometimes we are in this community, we're in this world that we live in, and to be salt and to be light, sometimes you got to pay attention. People aren't formulas that you know exactly how to say exactly what they need. There's a lot of classes. Somebody came to me about an evangelism class and different things you ought to say to somebody, help them. You know something? What I do most of the time when I get together, I just want to hear what they have to say for a while. Amen. I want to hear what they, uh, how they got where they are and and what they might be going through. Because you might be saying a whole lot of things that really doesn't have, it isn't really connecting to them. You got to pay attention if you want to see where your target is. And to be quite honest, people need to to know that you care before they even really care what you know. Right? They 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 need to see compassion. There's a lot of times Jesus asks questions. What do you need? What do you want? Amen. I think that was an example to us. Pay attention and you'll find out just how maybe sometimes, come on, you've met people and they're just in their own minds. They're they're legendary Christians. You know, they know everything to say, but you you see them and, you know, you also see the looks on people's face. Remember, we talked about reading the room. Sometimes you're seeing that nobody's really paying attention. Nobody's really impressed except them. Amen. Don't be that guy. Pay attention. Take some time and hear what, uh, what you might be able to learn. That's what the Bible says. So think about that. Say, well, you know, I, I know some people there. Oh, wow. I, say, and you already, I hope you can already see the sarcasm on my face. They're just, wow, they're just so they, I don't I, I can hear from God. Well, God put in his book, which makes it his word, right? He put in there to... That he's got examples around you. So if God put that in there, he must be using them. That's one of the ways he's going to help you. But I do want to spend some time here tonight more than anything. Talk about listening to God. I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding about what it means to hear from God. Tonight, while the spirit of God is moving, and I want to deal with this very, very uh, practically, just kind of heart to heart talk tonight. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes we can we can be in speaking mode, but this is this ought to be a two way street. In fact, what I have to say to God is important to him, but it's not nearly as important as what he has to say to me. 
So if your channel is open one way and not both ways, you're going to leave feeling great. Getting, taking, receiving, right? But there's, there's, I can help you do better than that. I can help you grow if you'll learn how to hear God's voice. To be quick to, swift to hear. See, a lot of people have misunderstandings. They think God's, uh, you know, I've heard people come to me here, not, not in fairly recent times. People say, well, you know what? It's a shame God doesn't talk like he did in the Bible. And uh, y'all see the look on their face when I tell them I totally disagree. I believe God is still quite vocal. Amen. Now, if you think every single page of this book is just God thundering down on mountains, you're not reading your book. Amen. If you think just everybody gets angelic visitations like Cornelius did, you'd be mistaken. And in fact, that angelic visitation in Acts the 10th chapter, he said, you're going to need yourself a preacher. We've got, we've got an appointment set up for you. I'm not going to tell you, but you need to pay attention and the preacher's going to tell you what you need to do. Be saved. Amen. I definitely believe, and I don't feel like maybe this is what more for another service or the next time we get together, maybe next week, but, but I definitely believe that, that God wants to talk through dreams and visions. We believe in that. Amen. Believe it. Thank God. I've heard testimonies within the last week or so of just, just God speaking to people and sharing just, just how he's uh, helping encourage and strengthen us. Amen. The gifts of the spirit. Believe in it. Praise God. So many different avenues, but so often, praise God. God sometimes moves in these spectacular, miraculous ways. And we love that. But remember, he also talks in that still small voice. The Bible talks about God in uh, Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 1. God at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath these last days spoken to us by his son. Jesus is still speaking to us. I know, kind of got me a little confused, one of the most well-known Bible teachers of our day, I think, honestly, I think he just recently passed away, but I heard a little bit of his teaching here recently saying, saying, you know what, God can uh, talk to you and lead you, but yet he still, he teaches that God stopped talking to us at the same time through his gifts. So you can't have it both ways. God's still speaking. But the Bible says there's coming a time when people will not be able to hear him. It's not that he's not talking. It's are we tuned in? Amen. Amen. Are we listening? We are quick to talk, but how, how well do we listen to the Spirit of God? Even tonight in this, this service that, that we are, are, are feeling his presence and feeling the refreshing and feeling the, the beauty of his presence. God will talk to you. God will lead you. If you listen, I 
Some of the some of the craziest, well, not so much crazy, but I can go back in my mind to times where God convicted me about things, you know, and I, and I was in church praying at the altar, and other times I, I'm just walking through a store with with, with Jesus on my mind. Yeah. Right. Amen. But if you listen for that still small voice, God will lead you, yeah. and God will direct you, and God will purify you. A lot of people miss it because all they, oh God, God, lead me to do something. You know what? I I want everybody, and and when it's done, everybody's going to know how good I was. But does God ever tell you, hmm, you need to shape up a little bit? We don't get excited about that. We don't stand up and testify. Hey, everybody, I want you to know God was talking to me this week, and it was so exciting. He was telling me how I messed up. But he does that because he's a good father. If he doesn't do that. Bible says if he doesn't do that, yeah. you're not his child. Right. Something's wrong with your birth. Yeah. It's illegitimate. Right. That's what it says. Yes, you need to be born right because God's going to help you do better. If all God ever tells you is, is, is good stuff and he doesn't correct you. Right. Now, come on. I know. Say so you love God. I know you love God. I know you love God. But if Jesus walks in the room. And you don't think you have something to learn? Mm, what can I say? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. What can I say? Jesus comes into your home. And you don't feel like maybe there's something he could tell you you could be doing better? I know it's mercy and grace. I love every bit of it. But it's also growth. And choices I make through the day, I want to glorify God. Hallelujah. The Bible is a letter right from him. It's a love letter. This is how he has shown himself. Like I've told you so many times, this getting to know your Bible is, 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 it's complex. It's, it's like trying to get to know somebody. It's going to take you uh, a lifetime just to, to do as good as you can to get to know Jesus through what he's given you. Don't forget it's his love letter to you. Amen. You know, hearing from God sometimes. Now, I, I don't want to take away from anything I've already said. And we're going to get into more a little bit later about just hearing from God in our in our prayer time. But let me talk about the word of God a little bit, because that is our foundation. That is a that is a solid foundation. And, you know, I, I know people that have gotten away from just trying to and, and I don't agree with it, not even a little bit. And they their justification is, you know, you start teaching people that they hear from God and God talks to them. They get all flaky and wacky and people can if they don't have a foundation of the Bible. Amen. Because if God told you to do something and it's not doesn't line up with this book, that wasn't God. Because God doesn't contradict himself. Don't you tell me no, nothing in this Bible contradicts another verse. And don't you tell me that God is cannot lie. And then he said something and went back on it when he talked to you. Amen. You say, brother, who are you to put God in that kind of box? God put himself in that box. God said, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is who I am. And he didn't change for me or you. And the exciting thing I think is if I come up here and tell you something different, 
and say, God was talking to me all night last night. Put you, I had somebody do this to me one time. Can you believe it? I was having a little Bible study with them, and they said, lay your Bible aside and hear the word of God coming out of me. I said, bye. <laughs> Bible study over. I might have said a few choice words of rebuke before I got up and walked out. How dare you try to tell me that you're above my Bible. Put your Bible aside and hear the word of God coming out of me. But you know what? That I would be a false teacher if that was my stand. So, but you know what? Sometimes just being able to read your Bible hear preaching and say, I'm learning about what Jesus likes. That's what the Bible says. That's God talking to me. That's kind of boring for some of the spiritual folks, right? I want to, I want to get it in a vision. Hey, God may give you a vision. I want to get it in a dream. God does that. You know, God talked to me uh, and, and I, and just in that, in, in my spirit, he impressed upon me. I believe in that. We're going to talk a lot about that. I was sitting in church and we were reading the Bible and I said, God, God challenged me. That was God talking to me. Eh, you know, that's not so exciting. It ought to be. It's his word. The more you learn, people say, well, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. Did you read it? You're going to stand before the word. Jesus is the word. Amen. And you say, well, I just didn't feel it. You sound like a spoiled brat. You know, mom, I just wasn't in the mood to clean my room. Didn't feel it. Wasn't inspired. Didn't feel the unction. Help us, Lord. All scripture, Second Timothy says, chapter three, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. If you feel it. No, if you feel that, if you're inspired, no, it is inspired. All scriptures given by inspiration of God, Second Timothy three sixteen, and is profitable. It's profitable for you for doctrine, for reproof. Yep. See, hear this now. Teaching, that's what doctrine is. Reproof for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Don't be afraid of that. Amen. We're living in this generation and uh, of people that are so scared that you. Think less of them. The Bible says a wise man will hear and he'll increase his wisdom. He'll increase in learning. Amen. It's wise to be able to say, oh, wait, I could do better. I believe I will. That's called obedience. Don't be afraid of that. Scripture is given for, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Do you open your Bible and never get reproved? I'm telling you, I've opened my Bible so many times I've, I've, or, or have had pe- preachers preach. Me. I was thinking about it today. I was sitting in church, sitting in Brother Campbell's church. Brother Johnny Carroll was preaching about just loving the presence of God. And, and, and I, I remember I remember feeling it so strong. I'm, you might think this is dramatic, but I'm telling you, if you were there, if you didn't feel it, I'd think you were you had. A, I, 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 he was talking about how important it is for you to make that so that so such a priority in your life. I just felt like like that Bible verse about Mary having her soul pierced. I felt like there was a sword just going into my chest. I went. Oh, God, I need I need that more. I went into that service loving the presence of God. I went into that service loving God. I went into that service loving prayer. But I'll tell you what. There was a challenge there, and I felt it. Amen. 
It's not the only time, but sometimes it just affects you that much. You know, seek that. Soak it up like you're a sponge. Because some people come around the house of God and just, just, you know, never just, just kind of stay at a level. They don't, they don't ever just learn. Soak it up. Don't, don't be, give me every bit I can. Amen. Listen and look for things that if I don't know it, I want to know it. If I don't understand it, I'm going to ask and I want an answer as soon as you can get it to me. Soak it up. Be a sponge. Be a disciple. Don't be afraid if it's reproof, correction, instruction, whatever it is. I want more of that. See, the Bible tells us that we're, we're getting ready for a wedding day. Amen. We, we want, we want to, and we, the Bible also tells us that the way is narrow. I want to make it. I want to make it. I'm, I want to, I want to soak it up. I want, I want to focus. I, I don't ever. Now I, I have a little bit of a challenge because I got to read the Bible and, 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 and say, God help me to teach and preach to others. But I don't ever want that to get in the way of me saying, God, here I am. I, I want to hear from you. I want, I, I don't want to be lost. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to miss something. Because, you know, the more God shows me that I can lay aside weights, the better my life gets. That is right. The more God shows me that I can do better, that's better for me. But we, you know what Jesus said? I don't have it in my notes. I really wanted to get it there. But in the book of Luke, Jesus is talking to the religious people in that area. And he's saying, you're the people that justify yourselves. Rather than hearing Jesus and saying, I need that. Oh, I need that. Yeah, you know. I, I, I'm so thankful for that. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to, I, I, I want that. I want that. I want that correction. I want that instruction. Help us, Lord. I want it focused on me. See, when I get in my time with God, in the word and in prayer, it doesn't help me at all. You might feel good about, well, you know what? Yep. Oh, I do that. I know somebody who doesn't. <laughs> Ooh, I tell you, well, who's guilty there? <laughs> Sound like the Pharisee at the altar, right? Praying to himself. What a waste of time. I want to grow in my relationship with God. I want to listen. I want God. God, is there something I can do to, to just show my love to you more? Is there something I can do to make this more special? You know, I mean, to me, you, if, if it's that real to you, you don't, oh, those little things don't matter. When you're really in love, they do. Yes, you do a little extra. You do a little more because you're in love. Yes, Praise God. Jeremiah 33, I know we're familiar with this verse. Jeremiah 33. Verse three says, call on, call unto me. Somebody say prayer. prayer. Call unto me, Jeremiah 33, three, and I will answer thee. Maybe in this context, that's a whole lot more of, I need help. I'm on the way. 
But it's got to be a whole lot more than that. Amen? I'm going to talk to God. Is he going to? Am I going to give him time to talk to me? I believe in beautiful presence of God like we had here tonight. We can be loving and giving and still be sensitive to his presence. Give him room to deal with us. Amen. Just noticing here tonight a little bit, some of you, you know, worshiping and praising and, and then all of a sudden to the altar you go. That could be a lot of things. I'm not going to assume I know, but, but I'll tell you what I, I do believe about it. It's obedience to God. I feel like I need to get, get to the altar. It might just be a deeper, just a, 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 a show of adoration, or it might just be a, a, a show of, I need you so much right now, or it might be, God, I, I, I'm so sorry. But either way, it's appropriate. Amen. Some of you just stepping away and saying, I want to pray for so-and-so. I want to pray with them. That's obeying God. But not, no matter what you're doing, God, God can direct you, and God wants to. I don't believe it's ever right to come into the presence of God like, like we are here tonight and just, like I said, have only one channel open, and that's directing to Him. We need to let God talk to us. We need to be ready for that. We need to be open to that. Say, well, I, I'm not really sure how to do that. We'll talk to Him about that. Amen. Let him know. I want to hear from you. I want you to help me. Amen. Feel like there's been some testimonies here recently about situations and family and situations in life that we're saying, God, God, work that out and deal with that. And sometimes if we listen, God's saying, you know how I'm going to work it out? I'm going to change you. I'm going to help you. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. How neat is that? Right? I will show you great and mighty things you know not. But we got to be open to that. Don't, don't allow yourself that. Don't interrupt me, God. I'm doing real good. If anybody's listening, I sound like I am spiritual. That's not the point. The point, you need to be able to, God, help me. And, and, and everything God does is good. Everything God does is good. One thing you're going to recognize, hear this. And the first thing that comes to my mind when I was saying earlier, just even walking through stores and things like that. If you stay like you should be walking with God. You, you can't walk with God and not be sensitive to his holiness. Amen. He's a holy God. Hallowed be thy name. You can't just have any kind of attitude and stay in the spirit, walk in the spirit. And if you haven't been walking in the spirit and your attitude got bad, then when you get in the spirit, God's going to say, son, daughter, we need to talk. Before we start, you know, I'll give you a quick hug here, but we're going to talk. Amen. Oh, you know, I want to just tell you how great you are. I want to talk to you about something. Amen. Using language you shouldn't be using. 
spending your time doing things you oughtn't be doing. God knows it and God sees it and it does not matter at all. You got to understand something as a pastor. It's not about getting in trouble. I get nothing out of scolding some. I want to help you be saved and grow in your relationship with God. That's it. So when you stumble and you fail, listen to me, that doesn't make me feel any less about anybody here. I want to help you and God wants you to be saved. But when you get in the spirit, you're going to get, it's called a Holy Spirit for a reason. Amen. There's going to be times when you feel like, you. I mean, if the angels, the seraphim covered their feet and covered their, I mean, certainly, certainly there's going to be some kind of conviction of modesty. The Bible talks about how they they were in the holy, holy, holy presence of God. It's not about, hey, what's this church going to enforce over you? You walk with a holy God. Amen. Every part of your life. He, you are his temple. Amen. That's what the Bible says. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Amen. So it says glorify him with your spirit and your body. Amen. It's the word of God. Amen. Your words, your actions. Yeah. The way you, I know it's hot out. Yeah. Amen. And I have people laugh at me. They, they look at how I dress in a hot day. I had a man look at me the other day because we were out uh, and we were exercising. And I was dressed modestly. And the man looked at me, shook his head and said, who hurt you? <laughs> you know, you, you have some kind of deep-seated issues that you would dress like that. I said, you're just as hot as I am. Come on. But I can tell you with my own walk with God, I, I want to, I, I just, I want to glorify him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and that, that's going to get down to, I'll get down to wait, what's, what you're dwelling on in your mind. You know, you have any kind, all kind of, uh, uh, of intrusive thoughts, all kind of, uh, uh, of messed up things might pass through your mind. Cast that down. Yeah. Holiness in your mind. Yeah. I, I can't control what just passes through my mind, but I can control what I dwell on. Right. Amen. Yeah. I can't control what walks past me, maybe on a on the street corner or in a shopping center, but I, I don't have to uh, stare at it. Right. Amen. Amen. I certainly don't have to get myself around it as much as possible. I try to stay away from it as much as possible. Sometimes that's tougher than than other times, I know. But you have control over your life. And and to be in the spirit of God, God will tell you. God will talk to you. God will tell you. Hey, if if you keep on, you say, well, I know God talked to me. I I shouldn't talk like that. Or I shouldn't, you know look at those things or I shouldn't listen to that, something like that or I shouldn't wear something. I just, I, God's talked to me, but you keep doing it and do it. You're going to sear your conscience. Right. You're going to harden your heart and you have the ability to, sh- to shut down the voice of God in your life. Don't do that. I tell, listen to me. I'm going to tell you some, something. Get, you know, a lot of people, they're not, they can't handle the truth. That is the truth. They can't handle it. 
But the truth is, a lot of people shut God down in this area and that area and don't listen anymore. And he already dealt with you and you pushed it away and pushed it away. And you think you're hearing from God all for all these other things, but you told him don't talk about that anymore. You're not. That's not God. You're not as spiritual as all that. God's got to be Lord. And he's got to be able to deal with what he wants to deal with. What a blessing it is. When you realize sin is destruction, when you realize your will will cause you to be snared, you're thankful when God says, that's not my will. And you see it, you hear it. You're not going to fight with God. Stop. People that are fighting with God and fighting with God, we don't have time for that. Listen, pay attention. Pay attention to the Spirit of God. That still small voice will guide you through this world. Listen, we're coming up to the end here. We're coming up to to the time where it talks about strong delusions. I'm sure just about every one of us has seen situations where we thought we never, never, never thought somebody that we we had confidence in now just seems like they've just lost their minds. Seems like they have just just don't can't even make sense with what why they're doing what they're doing because the devil will make a fool out of you. The devil will make a fool out of you. He he hits his wilt. He he will chew you up, spit you out, promise you the world, and then make a fool out of you. That's what the devil does. But when we can hear God, you know it says. Turn to me with me to John, the tenth chapter. Learn to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. It's, it's, I, I, I recognize, I recognize doing this um, as a pastor for 25 years, give or take, and then just really soaking myself into ministry years before this, just trying to help as many people as I can. I realize that people have been hurt, people have been lied to, people have been abused, and they, they, they just have such a hard time trusting. When you get into the presence of God, he'll help you. He'll help you shed that and be able to say, I'm in his presence now. I've got the greatest... You know, I may have tried to callous my heart so I don't get hurt and put up walls and barriers. Now, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now, I've got the greatest protection there is. I'm in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. John 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not in by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way... The same as a thief and a robber, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Listen, to him the porter openeth, the sheep hear his voice. He calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. And he putteth forth his own sheep, and goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. 
You don't need to get caught up in all the lies of this generation. All the junk that's being put out there in the name of the Lord. I mean, just things that are, are, are ridiculous. Praise God. But you can hear God's voice leading you, teaching you day by day. I'm telling you, when you got your ears in tune to the Spirit, slow to speak, swift to hear. You are listening for the voice of God. You will grow. You will grow. You will grow day by day, week by week. This isn't something that may may or may not show up because he's leading you beside still waters. That's the safety. That's the healthy walk with God that when everything is going crazy, he knows how to take you to the still waters. He knows how to make you lie down in green pastures. Amen. He knows how to restore your soul. He knows how to lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He knows how to be a good shepherd. But his sheep hear his voice. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. Let let him show himself to be that his teaching, his reproof, his correction, his instruction, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, we would say. But let me let me back up on that. Because. You know, I've come across a lot of people that, that just, they, for some reason, I don't understand it personally. They want to fight. Wow, nobody's perfect. I, I agree. Jesus is perfect. I'm not. You're not. But I, I do think it'd be great if you just stop and spend time with God and say, well, if you know there's something that's imperfect in your life, don't excuse it. Right? right? Did you ever hear anybody say we're not perfect, but we're striving for it? Yeah. That's a good idea. A lot of people lie when they say that <laughs> because they're not really striving. Because if you'd say, well, how, and of course we wouldn't have this conversation, but if they could have it with themselves, well, how am I not perfect? Oh, I've got a big list. That should be your prayer time right there. Start there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Start right where you know you need help. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm horrible at this. Well, we need to, uh, are you addressing that? Are you asking God to help you and strengthen you, give you Bible to, to undergird that, to learn? Why am I, why do I struggle here? Yeah, right. Amen. Right. No, you're not perfect. Nobody expects you to be perfect, but you certainly don't gloat in it. Right. You certainly don't allow those imperfections to, to, to just dwell in you. You say, God, forgive me and help me do better and learn and truly strive to. Yeah. That, that, don't get distracted with what everybody else needs. You've got plenty, plenty to, to hear from God. Amen. Stranger will they not follow, but they will flee from him. And they know not the voice of strangers. But it says that the man of God, I'm sorry, in Second Timothy we were reading, the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Here, see, here's it here in closing. God has a plan for you. Everything you're going through right now, no matter what the battle is, he's got a plan. Look at the Bible and how it fits together. It's, it's beyond what we can really comprehend to think that everybody really did have a Judas did have a choice and, and the Roman soldiers did have a choice, but God already knew that choice and already somehow in his infinite power wove it all together and brought something amazing out of it. Right? 
prophesied about how it would have happened that way. God's got a plan. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are the called according to his purpose. So what you're facing, hear me now, what you're facing right now, there's something to learn. God's going to talk to you and God's going to help you get to where you need to be unto all good works. I'm, I'm not where I need to be yet. I'm asking God to help me reach my full potential. I'm asking God to help me do whatever he wants me to do better. And wherever he leads and however he leads and whatever doors he opens, I believe today I need to pay attention for the doors that he's going to open tomorrow. Amen. God's opened some doors here and he can use you to be more effective if you'll pay attention pay attention and it might be exercising faith. It's not all correction. Don't hear that. It may be how to exercise faith. It may be how to see your prayers answered and see God work in great ways. I believe in it. But first we need to let God be God and talk to us and be able to hear and respond to that. And God is not being held up or hindered by the junk you're facing in your battle. No, rather, he's going to work in that to strengthen you and and teach you something if you can be teachable. Amen. But sometimes we need to pay attention and say, okay, God, I I want to be teachable. Sometimes we don't like to recognize. I'm almost putting in in my notes, behold, I stand in the door and knock. Because it talks about hearing him knock. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God's got a plan for you. But we've got to be following his voice, learning, growing. God's perfecting a church in this last day. God's working to to get us across the finish line and to be effective. I believe God's called you and I into this, into his body, into his bride for such a time as this. All the trouble and all the demonic activity you see around you, God's got you in his army. Can he give you instructions? Can he count on you to stay faithful to what he's calling you to be? To encourage and strengthen those around you, to build up, to edify. Oh, read it, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The gifts that would excel under the edifying of the body. That's all of our our jobs. To build one another up. To support and strengthen. Help us, God. I'm praying for you, church. I am praying very specific prayers that you would hear the voice of God. That you would hear Him leading you, guiding you, helping you teaching you, even correcting you, 
for his will to be done in your life in a greater measure. God's working. You hear me. I know God's working. But there's more. We're not there yet. We need to let him. We need to be listening, paying attention to his voice. Especially in times like these. Come on, let's find a place to pray. trust you more, challenging me to move out of my comfort zone and reach out to my neighbor. I want to hear your voice, Lord, perfecting holiness, Lord, in my life, because you're a holy God. Lead us, God. Lead us, good shepherd. Hallelujah. Let's all stand, Father. Thank you again for your presence. Lord, your power here tonight was just so beautiful. Help us, I pray, Lord, to pay attention and listen to what you have to say to us. We love you so much, Lord. Bless each one, I pray. God, guide us step by step. 
We'll give you the glory and the praise. Keep us safe, Lord, as we travel to our homes. And, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.